It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, former intern Jaws. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Largely because uh, I am fired up for today's guest. We are joined by the one and only Big Ten Ben, Ben Stevens of Locked On Big Ten. How are you, sir? I'm so glad to be here. So glad to be making my Locked On Auburn debut. It is clearly an honor in my mind. And to be here with intern Jaws as well, former intern Jaws. Wow, what a day. What a start to my week. Yeah, well, I, I mean, really, the honor is uh, is all ours. I mean, I cannot uh, express enough how big of a deal Big Ten Ben is. And so uh, thank you so much for your time, man. Um, so we've been talking a ton about Auburn's new head coach, Brian Harson, and that is exciting. But it is now time to turn our focus to this bowl game. Auburn taking on Northwestern in the Citrus Bowl. And uh, Ben, this has been a matchup where it's been really hard for Auburn folks to kind of sell themselves on this being exciting. What's the Northwestern perspective on a matchup like this? I think Northwestern is excited. I think any shot to go against an SEC team, and Northwestern relishes the role of playing that underdog spoiler pesky thorn in the side, and I think any time you go up against an SEC team, they get the opportunity to do that. It's interesting this entire bowl season, right, across all of college football, getting hyped up to end the year with bowl games that don't seem to mean as much across the country as they might. To be playing in this game on New Year's Day before the college football playoff semifinals normally would come with some hoopla and excitement. It doesn't feel that way, I guess, really across the entire country. But I think that Pat Fitzgerald and the Wildcats are excited for this opportunity to finish off what was a great year for the Big Ten West champions with a possible bowl victory in the Citrus Bowl. So a lot of Auburn folks see Northwestern, and Ben, I'm going to put myself in this boat here. Is Northwestern the most boring, least exciting program in Power 5 football? No. Oh, I would say no, not at all. Sell me on that. Sell me on I want to hear it. You got the fighting Reese Davises. Their head coach, Pat Fitzgerald, is a guy that (laughs) understands everything what it means to be a Big Ten champion. Having played for the Wildcats when they went to the Rose Bowl in the 80s, he had the neck roll. Everything was great for Pat Fitzgerald and the Wildcats. They are... They are a brand of Big Ten football that you would expect, though. I will say that. Their calling card is defense. They like to slow down the pace of the game. The offense doesn't really do anything flashy. They're not exactly explosive, despite when Peyton Ramsey has been good this year. So I guess when you look at it from the outside perspective, they play a very Big Ten brand of football. They're going to try to slow the game down. It's going to be a time of possession battle, and that defense is going to be what wins the day if Northwestern is to win. So, yeah, it's not going to be a shootout. It's not going to be what we've seen throughout this Southeastern Conference season. But they're not the most boring team in all of college football. I can say that. Sure. They don't run the option. That's good. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you you mentioned they love to play the role of that underdog, and I totally get that. But it's interesting. You look at the betonline.ag betting line, and they're favored by three on Friday. Does that surprise you? No, because I've watched Auburn this year. No offense to the Tigers. It hasn't been very pretty. Oh, it's been ugly on offense. There's no question about it. 
So Northwestern has been really good this year. I really have enjoyed what I've seen, and that defense has been so, so good. You look at the AP first team or the All-American teams coming out today, very surprising that Northwestern's great trio of linebackers and Blake Gallagher, Chris Bergen, and Patty Fisher, who hold down the middle, none of them on any of the three teams that the AP released today, but two secondary members of that Northwestern defense, and Brandon Joseph, the outstanding redshirt freshman safety, and then also Greg Newsom, who's a great cornerback, making those first first and third team, respectively. So Northwestern has a really good defense. They have played really good football all season long. Outside of the upset loss to Michigan State, they had a great chance to go into that Big Ten title game against Ohio State with potential CFP hopes on the line. Obviously, it didn't amount to that after the upset loss to the Spartans. But it doesn't surprise me to see Northwestern ranked because I think they truly deserve it of where they've had this season in the Big Ten Conference. So uh, you you mentioned them having some standout players that maybe didn't get the recognition they deserve. How much of that is the fact that they play for Northwestern and not a Michigan or an Ohio State or even a Penn State? Absolutely. I mean, that is what it is, right? We've yeah. run this year throughout all college football. When you look at the CFP rankings or anything, name brands drive business. They drive everything that we do in college football. It so matters. The, yeah. the fact that Patty Fisher is not the starting linebacker for a Michigan team that went 6-1 and one through Big Ten play, is really the reason I don't think he's a first or second team All-American because when you look at his play, when you look at what he means to that Northwestern defense, that is not just good for the Big Ten. They don't just lead the Big Ten in scoring defense. They're top five in scoring defense across the entire country. They're fourth in opponents' points per play. They have been one of the most stellar defenses across all of college football. And generally, the middle linebacker that leads the way, that leads his team in tackles, would be a huge part of that. But he did not receive the recognition that I think he deserves. And I know a lot of Big Ten fans across this conference were left scratching their heads on Monday when the AP teams came out and they're like, where are the Northwestern linebackers? Why right. is there nobody part of these three teams across the All-American team? So I think it absolutely is a huge factor of the fact that they play for the Northwestern Wildcats. They're viewed as the smart school that plays a decent brand of football, whatever, and they're not one of the name brands of the Big Ten Conference and one of the name brands of college football. But as we know, that's been the case even in a year as wild as 2020. Name brands still mean everything. Ben Stevens joining us, the host of Locked On Big Ten. We continue our conversation next right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag. You hear us reference their lines, uh, you know, over-unders and all kinds of things, prop bets. It's the one place that has you covered, and it's the one place that we trust here throughout the Locked On Podcast Network. BetOnline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On. L O C K E D O N. No spaces. Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus. They've got all kinds of stuff as far as NFL, college football, anything that you want in sports. They have it for you. Look, they know that you know your stuff, and I'm telling you that it's time to uh. Quit sitting on the sidelines. Get in on the action with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore ag on social media to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code Locked On for your sign-up bonus at betonline.ag. Today's show also brought to you by our good friends at Homefield Apparel. Go to homefieldapparel.com, check out their new line, of Auburn gear, and they also uh, have a ton of other schools as well. But we know why you're here, because you love the Auburn Tigers. And Homefield can uh, can hook you up and make you look like 
the Auburn super fan that you are. Hopefieldapparel.com. And look, you're not going to forget the promo code. So after you check out and you're ready to pay, in the box, type in Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N, for 20% off your order. Promo code Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N, at homefieldapparel.com. Ben, so you mentioned you mentioned just a few minutes ago the upset loss that Northwestern suffered at the hands of Sparty, at the hands of Michigan State earlier this season. What went wrong? I mean, how can Auburn kind of you know catch them in a situation like that uh, in the Citrus Bowl on Friday? Bo Nix needs to do his best Rocky Lombardi impersonation, and that doesn't mean playing great quarterback all game long. It means having a couple of big strikes. Rocky Lombardi started off the game against Northwestern two for nine, but his two completions were 50-plus yard bombs that went for touchdowns and caught that Northwestern defense off guard. It's really a Northwestern team that I think bought into the hype a little bit too much after the huge win over Wisconsin and what was a top 15 battle at the time to put them at 5-0 and at the time, and then to go in top eight in the country, ranked eighth in the CFP ranking, and having a shot of contending for that CFP to be a part of that conversation and everything that came out the week after with the fighting Reese Davises, I think some of that fodder kind of got into Northwestern's head, where, as we talked about at the top of the show, they're more used to being the team you don't expect. They're more used to being that underdog role that comes out in surprises and plays from behind and wins that game. They're not used to being the team on top that the other team was hunting. So I think that definitely played a part in it. And the secondary was caught off guard early in the game. And Northwestern's offense does not have the firepower or explosiveness to play from behind and catch up. If Auburn is to go out and take a 10, 14-point lead early in that first half, Northwestern will really struggle in that component because they don't really have enough to keep up. If Northwestern slows the game down and it's tight throughout the first half and defense is what truly is winning the day, then Northwestern sits in a great spot. If Bo Nix and that Auburn offense can be explosive and maybe catch Mike Hankwitz and his defense off guard early in the Citrus Bowl, then I think Auburn has a good shot. It needs to be explosive plays early for Auburn if they are going to take advantage against this Northwestern team because if you can get out in front, Northwestern's offense doesn't really have the firepower to keep up. Yeah, it's it's interesting how similar this feels from the Auburn side of it to where they were gearing up to face Minnesota in their bowl game last year. Like Going into it, uh, you know, I, I feel like Auburn is the more talented team when you look at the whole roster. And I think recruiting rankings would, would feel that way, would say the same thing. But it's interesting because in the past, Auburn has not been able to get up for bowl games, whether they're playing UCF or, or Oklahoma or, or Minnesota last year. Whatever it's been, unless it's been Purdue, they just have not been excited and had any kind of energy going into to, to their bowl game. A lot of people blame that on Gus Malzahn. Now that he's out, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I think you can make the argument either way. Do they want to, you know, put good things on film to say, "Hey, I'm fighting for my job next year" because the new regime's coming in and they don't really care what you did previous to this. There's no promises. There's no relationships. Um, so I think you can make that argument, or I think you can make the argument. Of there's so much up in the air right now. The coaching search was a disaster. So much so that players were tweeting things out. You know their frustration and kind of poking fun at their own university. How do you anticipate this game going? I I just feel like it's going to be sloppy on both sides. I think both offenses are going to struggle to move the ball at times, and both defenses are going to prove that they're the strength of both of these teams. 
What's the total right now from our good friends at betonline.ag? When I checked last week, wasn't it like 43 and a half or something pretty minimal? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. That sounds right. We'll get that number in just a second. Intern Jaws is on it. Thank you, Intern Jaws. I, I think that it will be something along those lines. I think it's going to be a slow game. I think Northwestern will be able to, at least at the beginning, kind of impose their will in terms of time of possession and how the game flow goes. Can Auburn break out of that? Maybe. But I expect it to be a low-scoring game. I could see something like 17-14 and really not being the most exciting opening appetizer to the CFP semifinal day on New Year's Day. Right. That is really how I anticipate this going. It's been interesting watching some of these bowls throughout bowl season so far. And outside of the UCF-BYU game, where BYU came out and just lit up the scoreboard, and obviously Coastal and Liberty on Saturday night, was, a, or Friday night, Saturday night, whatever it was, a whole lot of fun as well, it seemed... It's hard to get a feel in this bowl season. It feels different. It really does because of this weird 2020 season and everybody really focused on the CFP semifinals and maybe some of the New Year's Six Bowls as well. It's going to be interesting to see how this Northwestern team comes out and tries to instill their will on this game. Can they be successful in slowing down the tempo? I think so. But I really don't expect it to be a sexy, really great game that brings everybody in. It's like, oh, wow, I'm so glad I'm watching the Citrus Bowl right now. I expect it to kind of be slow at the beginning, and then we'll see what team really is able to instill their sort of game flow they want in this game in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, so just looking at bet online, uh, the over-under for this game is actually 43.5. So like you just said, mm. uh, bet online doesn't expect this game to be a very fun, sexy, offensive game. Uh, I would kind of lean in the same direction. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to be a struggle yeah. from the beginning. And an interesting thing about you know Auburn's offense, at the time of us recording this, it, it appears that Anthony Schwartz, Auburn's big playmaker, the you know the fastest guy in college football, is not in Auburn, uh, according to the Snapchat stories that happened. Uh, I believe that was Sunday afternoon, where some of these uh, these stories and, and and rumors and posts came out. It, it appears that he's still in Florida, not with the team, and so he tweeted an emoji of a clock. And so I don't know if. Some people are saying, well, he's in quarantine and he's got to wait, um, you know, until until he's able to rejoin the team for COVID reasons. And then some people are saying, you know, it's just a, maybe it's just a matter of time until an announcement comes, something like that. So um, he's been pretty uh, cryptic tweeting throughout this whole uh, process since Gus Malzahn had been fired. So that's something interesting. And so it's like you look at it and, and, and Ben, you mentioned Bo Nix needing to have a big game. Tank Bigsby. Maybe he'll finally be healthy. Um, when he's been healthy, he's been one of the best runners in the SEC. Can he translate that against a very physical Big Ten defense in what you see with Northwestern? Something that's going to be very interesting to see is this Auburn's running game in, in, as a whole. Obviously, you have Tank Bigsby, but this Auburn offensive line has not been able to stay healthy, and it's been so hit or miss throughout the season. When they've clicked, they've clicked really good, but it's been against weaker front sevens. And I don't think Northwestern has a weak front seven by any means. Ben, it sounds like you agree with me. Yeah, I do. But you bring up a really good point about what Tank Bigsby's role will be because as much as I have highlighted Northwestern's strength, especially in that front seven throughout this Big Ten season, if there has been some misses, it has been in the ground game as well. The upset loss to Michigan State, despite yep. Rocky Lombardi throwing for those deep bombs to really get the game going. Michigan State was able to hold on to that lead and really preserve it and answer any of Northwestern's play by establishing the ground game. They ran for 195 yards against a very stout Northwestern defense. We obviously saw what Ohio State was able to do in that Big Ten championship game when Trey Sermon, the Buckeyes running back, ran for 331 yards against that Northwestern team and really 
ran them down late in that second half, running for over 200 yards in the final 30 minutes of play in the Big Ten title game. So there are some lapses in that Northwestern defense. Again, if they are on the field and the offense is not moving the ball for the Wildcats and keeping some time of possession at bay and letting that defense rest, there are some opportunities to wear this Northwestern defense down. And we saw that throughout the final couple games of this Big Ten season where that Northwestern defense, despite how good it was all year long, if they're on the field and they're having to be out there, the run game, the defensive run game, that is, can really start to struggle a little bit. So that might be an area for Auburn to focus on as well. If they're able to impose the ground game and keep it going with Tank Bigsby throughout the entire citrus bowl, that might be a way to get to this Northwestern defense. Ben, what's the feel from Northwestern in regards to they really controlled that championship game against Ohio State for the vast majority of it, and then just over the course of 60 minutes, Ohio State was the better football team. I think we all kind of saw that coming, but... The way they kind of let it slip away, I mean, were they able to walk away from that with kind of some boosted confidence, or did they think that they had it, and the fact that it slipped away, is that possibly going to hurt them? I mean, what's their mindset from that regard? I think Northwestern will tell you that they felt good about how they played in that Big Ten title game, but I think if you really look at it and knowing the true competitor that Pat Fitzgerald is, the helm of that Northwestern football program, that's a pretty tough loss because they had every opportunity to win that game. And I think you could make the argument that the Wildcats lost it just as much as Ohio State won that game. I mean, the Buckeyes did not even turn to who was used to being a Heisman front runner in Justin Fields. They took the ball out of his hands and said, we're just going to ice this game and run the ball out and try to win this game on the ground, which is not something I thought we would have ever said about an Ohio State offense run by Justin Fields. And Northwestern had every opportunity, even in that fourth quarter, Every time they made a mistake, Ohio State did not capitalize on it. On turnovers that Peyton Ramsey threw, on interceptions that he threw, it seemed that that was going to be the nail in the coffin that ended it for Northwestern. But Ohio State didn't turn those turnovers into scores. So Northwestern was always able to stick around, and when it came down to it, wasn't able to pull off the win in the Big Ten title game and probably the best opportunity they had to do so. They looked at the game two years ago when they played in the Big Ten title game in 2018 against those same Ohio State Buckeyes. And Ohio State imposed their will in that second half and really took off. That didn't really happen in this game. Ohio State is obviously a more talented team than Northwestern. But they never really ran away with it in the second half like a lot of us expected and were just waiting for the Buckeyes to assert that dominance. So I think it's very tough for this Northwestern team that in this year, if this is one of the best teams that you've had as of late, the Big Ten West champions coming out of that division, and you're going up against an Ohio State team without 22 players, and having a really good opportunity to win a Big Ten title, and that's still not good enough, that's still not the effort needed to knock off Ohio State, I think that leaves a pretty bad taste in the mouth of Pat Fitzgerald and the rest of that Northwestern football team is the fact that they weren't able to get it done in this scenario when everything seemed to be trending towards this being their best opportunity to do so. So I think, I don't know if it's going to have a lasting impact on this Northwestern team. I don't think that's the culture that they have in Evanston. I think they are relishing this opportunity to play an SEC foe in Auburn, and I think they will be ready for the Citrus Bowl. But just looking at where it stands in the Big Ten Conference, if Ohio State is at the top, the cream of the crop, and they clearly are each and every year, a few pegs above even the best competitors coming out of the East, normally Penn State, normally Wisconsin coming out of the West. Mm -hmm. But this being your best opportunity to do so when they were so short-manned, when they weren't playing their best brand of football, and you still couldn't get the job done in the Big Ten title game, I think that's a stinging factor for this Northwestern team as they look to their future and saying, okay, what do we have to do to even really have a shot to be a Big Ten West champion? We continue our Citrus Bowl preview next right here on Locked On Auburn.
Break through your wall, whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Built Go every single day. Built Go is easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase before work, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or you can just put it in your pocket to get throughout the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like a five hour energy without that crash feeling. Comes in peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, or chocolate mint because it's meant to be. You are meant to have Built Go at BuiltGo.com. BuiltGo combines energy gel with collagen protein. BuiltGo is loaded with the good stuff to ignite your work, like beta alanine, B3, honey, a kick of caffeine. Check it out. BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, and you will get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Final few minutes with you, Ben. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Means a ton. Really, really appreciate it. So, do you think? Uh, do you think they're going to zero in on the running game, Northwestern, as far as defending Auburn, or do you think they, you know, do they have the guys outside to cover a guy like Seth Williams for Auburn, a bigger, a physical receiver? Because, look, I mean, we could talk about Tank Bixby, and we already have. I mean, clearly, when he is healthy and he is running, it's helping Bo Nix. Like any run game is going to help a quarterback, obviously, but. This offense is at its best when Bo Nix and Seth Williams are connecting consistently early and often. Does Northwestern have a defender on the edge that is going to be able to really put it to Seth Williams and limit him? Northwestern does, in theory, in Greg Newsom, who is a third-team All-American, one of the best cornerbacks in all the Big Ten Conference. I mean, Seth Williams is a true talent, though, one of the best gifted wide receivers across the country, in my opinion, when you look at just his physical attributes. But I think they will zero in on making Bo Nix beat them. I don't think they're going to allow Tank Bixby yeah. in that Auburn ground game to initially beat them. They're going to say, hey, Bo, make some plays, make some deep throws, try to attack this secondary if you can. And if that tends to be the case, then Northwestern will say, okay, this was the game plan we wanted to the Citrus Bowl with. However, I do believe in the secondary that Northwestern has in being able to limit that air attack from Auburn. I mentioned Greg Newsom on the outside as a cornerback, also one of their safeties, a first-team All-American, and Brandon Joseph, who made a ridiculous interception if you were watching that Big Ten title game when he went up and snagged it one-handed, one of the best interceptions you will see across college football all year long. So they do have some talent in that secondary. They can get some pressure on the quarterback. And that linebacking core, like I mentioned, of Blake Gallagher, Chris Bergen, and Patty Fisher in the middle, really is the anchor of that defense. I think at first they will make Bo Nix beat them and then adjust from there. This is Northwestern's defensive coordinator, Mike Hankwitz, his last game. He has announced his intentions to retire at the end of this season. I think he wants to go out with one final show-out performance to end out his career, and Northwestern's defense all year has been what has led that Wildcats team. So to end it with another defensive gem, I think, would be a great ribbon on the career of Mike Hankwitz at the helm of that Northwestern defense. Yeah, and you see guys respond well to that kind of stuff, typically. I, I, yeah. think, um, I think Northwestern's going to win this game. Uh, I like the line at three. I don't think it's going to be by much more than that. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be sloppy, but I do not think Auburn wins this game on Friday. 
I agree with you. I think both the spread and the total that betonline.ag have set is really going to dictate kind of what we see in this game. I do think it's going to be close. I think that three-point margin either way is going to be pretty solid, and I think it's going to be low scoring. I said 17-14. I would stick to that. 21-17. I don't think it gets much higher than that yeah. just because I think the pace of play will be a little bit slower. I don't think we're going to see many explosive plays early on in this game in the Citrus Bowl, and I think that will lend to the score being a narrow margin and being a lower scoring game where I think defense will win the day. And I think for that reason, I would lean Northwestern as well to cover that spread, but not by a lot, being right around that margin of the 21-17 kind of area that I just alluded to. Does travel impact these teams at all? You know, Obviously, Orlando's closer to Auburn than it is Northwestern, but I mean, still, you got to fly either way. I mean, does that matter in a matchup like this? I don't know. I don't know at this point. I think they're just kind of looking forward to it. You know, it's so interesting. This would normally come with a lot of fanfare in Orlando to have this. Oh, it'd be so fun. Yeah, it'd be a great, great place to hang out for New Year's. Absolutely. And and that's why I don't fault anybody for opting out of this bowl season, regardless, you know, of how everything went this year. Obviously, we're focusing on players' mental health and allowing them to go home for the holidays and setting it instead of playing in these bowl exhibitions makes a ton of sense to me, but also the fact that these bowl season, these bowl games are generally filled with fanfare. The kids get to go, and especially in Orlando, they would have all this time where Northwestern coming from Evanston, Illinois, and the banks of Lake Michigan in a bitter bitter Midwestern winter would be able to go and enjoy some sunshine. That's not going to be the case given everything that has happened in this 2020 college football season. So is that an is that a factor? I don't know. I think they'll be locked in. I think they get one more opportunity to send out Mike Hankwitz on the defensive side with a win. Pat Fitzgerald has been rumored that he's going to be circulating in the NFL coaching talks at the end of this year. I'm not so sure he takes a leap or goes anywhere next in his coaching career. But Northwestern's AD as well, Jim Phillips, is about to become the ACC commissioner starting next year. So there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of change in this Northwestern team in this upcoming offseason. I think they want to end it with one final great performance to cap off what was a fantastic 2020 Big Ten season after 2019, where they only went three and nine throughout their entire college football year. So I think they'll be focused. I think they'll be honed in. I don't really see the travel component or playing in Orlando early on New Year's Day will be too much of a factor for really either team. Ben Stevens, where can people find you and hear you, brother? You can find me at Ben Scott Stevens on Twitter, diving into the Big Ten Ben moniker as it is and having <laughs> a lot of fun with it throughout this Big Ten football season and as we transition into Big Ten basketball. And you can hear me every single day as you hear Zach Blackerby's greatness every day on Locked on Auburn. You can hear that with me on Locked on Big Ten each and every single day. The Big Ten Conference might not be what USCC folks love as much, but it is what we love. And you can hear that each and every single day on Locked on Big Ten. And follow us on Twitter at Locked on Big Ten. 10 being the number one zero. Just diving in, having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you guys do a great job. There's no question about it. Intern Jaws? Follow me on Twitter at Intern Jaws. Love it. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackberry. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.